Welcome to another episode of Voices from the Frontline, and today we're hearing from the Caribbean, and I'm delighted to welcome Dr. Cara, who is on the line from Barbados. Welcome, Cara. Hi, good morning. Hi. Well, it's morning for you, but actually afternoon for me. So it uh, just shows that the, the time difference here. <laughs> so good to have you. Um, you are an internal medicine doctor, and as I say, you're on Barbados. And I understand that Barbados has got about 250 or thousand people. So it's a small, small island as part of the Caribbean. That's right, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, we are a small country, 265,000 people and 166 square miles um, in size. Wow. Well, there you go. I was quite close, wasn't I? Um, yeah. Carla, you, you, I understand that you moved um, back to Barbados just um, just over two months ago. Could you just give me a, a, just an idea as to why you did that? I mean, that was before the, the COVID crisis sort of broke out, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Um, so in early January, I moved back to Barbados. Um, I really believe that it's where God was calling me. I've been involved in ministry along with medicine for well, all of my medical career. And my newest um, assignment, my newest role in ministry is to work with ICMB as their regional representative for the Caribbean region. Um, before, I was living in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And living in Barbados and travel through the region from Barbados is a lot easier than from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. So that impacted my decision greatly about moving back to Barbados so that we could work in the Caribbean. Fantastic. And, and it really is exciting. The first regional representative for the Caribbean for ICMDA, which is the International Christian Medical and Dental um, Association. And the vision, I love the vision of ICMDA, is a Christian witness through doctors and dentists in every community, in every nation. And so that's very much what you sort of moved back to do. But of course, forward away in a couple of months and COVID-19 comes along. Can you just give us a, a paint a picture of what it's like at the moment for you working um, in the middle of this on Barbados? Okay, so um, in Barbados, um, we are a small country and we have been hearing about COVID for a while and the plan for, the, the government's plan for the country and the health plan has been to try as much as possible to keep um, COVID positive patients um, away from the general population, hospital population. So as to try to stop the spread among people who are vulnerable in terms of their immunity. So they've set up um, so far two or three isolation centers one is a high-level isolation center where you can have critical care. And then there's the isolation center where I work, where you have mild, persons who have mild and moderate symptoms. That isolation center is actually at an active military base. And there we have about 40, the capacity for about 40 beds. Right now we have about 24 patients. And the patients there range anywhere from being asymptomatic and just being there because they are COVID-19 positive. Some with um, non-specific symptoms of viral illnesses, and then we start to see patients who, then patients sometimes can start to have respiratory symptoms or start to show symptoms of respiratory distress, and then patients do start to show signs of respiratory distress or deterioration. Then they would be transferred to the more, um, the more intensive care type isolation center. Mm. Okay, well, it's interesting to so that sort of right away from from the hospital. And, and who's actually staff wise? Who is actually staffing um, the isolation centre at the moment? So the isolation centre where I work is staffed by a combination of doctors hired to the Queen Elizabeth Hospital. Um, most of those doctors, so we there is a consultant from the hospital, the ICU consultant. He oversees us along with the infectious disease consultant. Um, but most of the persons who are working, seeing the patients, are persons who 
are working temporarily on locum basis and they, we would have been asked to come in. We would have been asked to volunteer if we'd be willing to do this job because um, at this point, it's still optional <laughs> for um, medical, for healthcare professionals if they will um, be willing to work with persons who have COVID-19. Um, we also have doctors from the Ministry of Health there, which is um, doctors who would normally work in clinics and stuff like that. And they do mostly just testing for COVID. So they have um, on-site testing for COVID. And again, those are people who volunteered. And they are also very careful about who they accept and who they don't accept because they don't want to put people unnecessarily at risk. So persons who work with people who are severely immunocompromised won't be allowed to volunteer to do that. And there are some nurses as well. And then the the, the, defense, the Barbados Defense Force, their military, um, their field hospital, they've been offering support with their soldiers and stuff like that. Great. So this is clearly a challenging time. Can you just give us a feel of some of the challenges? And then for you as, as a Christian going into those challenges, what's giving you sort of hope um, and what's equipping you at this time? So the cha- a lot of the challenges are really logistical. I think um, we there's an idea of what could be done or should be done, but I think we've never had to do this before. So um, even though we've said, okay, this is where we're going to have an isolation center and different things like that, daily you are realizing, okay, well, I need this other um, equipment or I need this other medicine. Um, just the idea of we have to bring the medicine up from the hospital every day. There's no on-site pharmacist. We have to run the labs take the labs to the hospital, you have them transported to the hospital to be run because there's no on-site lab. All of those things make everything a bit challenging as well as um, working in full PPE is particularly challenging in the tropics. Um, so just the logistics and things like that um, are difficult and because you, are, you already are in crisis and you're trying to set up this system that is almost, you feel as though you're doing a bit of a catch-up because there are people already there, so they need to be seen. You can't just try to figure it out and then work. You have to work. Um, as a Christian healthcare professional, I I love the opportunity to be able to be the hands and feet of Christ and to be there for people and to offer them hope, whether patients and colleagues. Um, many of the persons there have been working extremely long hours um, because it's on a volunt- people are volunteering if they will be willing to work there. So there's not there's a shortage. There's not a lot of um, people there, but the people there have been working very hard. So just to be in- encouragement to colleagues as well as to patients and to share God's love with them in a very practical and real way to be there to show that um, you know I'm willing to do this because of Christ in me. And I think for me, especially having come home so recently and just seeming to be in the right place at the right time. Um, I, I identify with Esther in the book of Esther, where she says, you know, I, well, it's Mordecai, when he says to Esther, um, maybe you've been here for such a time as this. And um, some people probably would not like to hear me say it, but I, you know, since I do identify with um, Esther, I think this is something that needs to be done, and I perish. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that's amazing. Certainly something for us to, to be praying for you, for, for that sort of that boldness and that, and that courage. Um, and just as we finish... In terms of just prayer for your for your nation and um, for, for the people, any particular prayer requests that we can be praying for? Yes, definitely. Um, with COVID, um, and I have healthcare system, which is a completely free healthcare system, similar to the NHS. Um, and we have lots of older people and lots of people with non-communicable diseases. So we're definitely praying for health for our people to not 
catch COVID and not to have very severe illness. We wouldn't want to um, outgrow our capacity to care for people too quickly. Um, also, um, I think the world is realizing that COVID is causing an economic crisis as well, and we are completely dependent on tourism, which is a failing industry currently. So already um, businesses are starting to lay off people and stop hiring and things like that. And also for emotional and mental health for people, I think along with just the physical illness of COVID, all of the uncertainty and all of the changes, many people are dealing with um, not doing well emotionally and mental health is something that we need to be prayed for and considered in this thing. Great. Cara, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we'll be praying for you and uh, we'll catch you soon. Thank you so much for praying and I'll continue to pray for everybody across the globe as well. Thank you. And a great reminder of uh, that this is a this is a global thing. And actually, there are healthcare, Christian healthcare workers around the world linked in with what we're doing in CMF in the UK as part of this worldwide family at ICMDA. So thank you, Cara, for that. Um, we look forward to joining you next time for another episode of Voices from the Frontline. In the meantime, check out the resources on cmf.org.uk and through our social media feeds. See you soon.